Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market, and today's episode is going to be about time frames and entries and how those two mesh together to find you that right entry price on the right time frame. So going to get into that. It's from a guy named, and we're going to use the name Zeke. That's a good Florida redneck name. Zeke is his name for this email. And if you're wondering what bourbon I'm drinking today, this is Woodford Reserve Double Oat. It's a barrel finish select. It's 45.2% alcohol, 90.4 proof. Again, it's double oat. It's bourbon that's finished in new, heavily toasted, lightly charred barrels. And it's finished in a second oak barrel. So it's pretty cool. The bottle's awesome. It's got a nice caramel taste to it. On a scale to 1 to 10, I, I give it like an 8.4. In terms of bourbons that I've done on this podcast, I'd say it's a top five. Really good, really good price point. It's like 50-something dollars. But really solid. I mean, I like it a lot. Once I finish this one, I'm going to go back and get myself another one. It's that good. Now, let's see what Zeke has to say about charts and time frames. He says, love your content in the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to offer up solid advice and teaching. And I do that. I'll, I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Send them to me at ryan at shareplanner.com, and I'll make an episode out of it if it's a good, solid question. So he says, I am sure you get tons of questions, but a big one that I either haven't picked up on or haven't retained is the actual setups of chart timing. I see a lot of instructions showing a bullish pattern on one time frame, say like a four hour chart, then dive it into a five minute chart. It looks the exact opposite. For swing trades specifically, do you have some advice for time spans and scanning for charts? And how do you drill down to find your entry and exit point? I hope I am explaining my question in enough detail for you. You are. You do a good job. Again, thank you for your honesty and guidance this far. You have a long-term follower out of me. Well, thank you. And first off, it's important to know like the main time frame. So I would say for swing trading, your main time frame is going to be the daily. That's typically what most people trade off of. It's what I trade off of. I trade off of the daily. That's my main one. When I'm looking at whether or not a stock is bullish, bearish, neutral, something else in between, I'm looking at the daily chart. Now, you can also go even further out and look at like the weekly chart. And then you got the monthly chart. Beyond that, there's not much. I, I think monthly chart is very, very difficult to trade off of. But that's that's got to be something that you're really, really trading long-term, like 20-year plays off of. Because the level of patience, and I don't have it, that's required to trade off of a monthly chart. I mean, you might not even make a trade over the course of the year if you're waiting for the right setup. You only get 12 bars a year. Shoot, you get that in half a month on the daily chart. And then when it comes to swing trading on the intraday charts, people start to pay closer attention to like the 30-minute chart to the hourly chart. And then if you're just looking at price action throughout the day, the five-minute chart isn't bad either. But I, I can't really make a lot of trading decisions based off of the five-minute chart, if any. 
it's really just showing me what the current movement is in the stock for that particular moment in time that I'm looking at it. So here's what you want to remember. The further out the chart goes, the more reliable the technical analysis is going to be. Like I said, I don't like the, the monthly chart strictly because it takes so long for a candle to develop. Like It takes a whole month, obviously, on a monthly chart. A weekly takes some time too, but at least that's like five days. Sometimes if it's a holiday, it's four days. But nonetheless, you get at least 52 candles in a year versus 12 candles on a monthly chart. So there's much more to work with on a weekly chart. So the more further out, it's more reliable, but not necessarily going to fit in your time frame for the what you're wanting to trade. That's why I like the daily so much. Each day is a new candle. It shows you the personality for the day. So let's say, for instance, there's a really bad day in the market because some tech companies released earnings, right? And they totally missed expectations. But then the next day, the Federal Reserve cuts interest rates and the market rallies. Well, you had those two big events combined into one, and you're not really seeing the full spectrum of emotions. You're not seeing that big down candle and the, the big green candle that followed the next day. You're not getting that in the weekly chart. Instead, what you're getting is, is you're getting that plus three additional days of trading that might have nothing to do with any of those two events that happened. So it kind of smooths out the noise per se. But the daily, you're going to see those big price swings. You're going to see the stuff like the FOMC reaction. You're going to see things when the jobless claims misses or when GDP beats. You're going to see all of that stuff. Or if Apple has a blowout earnings and it lifts the whole NASDAQ up, you're going to see all that stuff. But you don't see it as much in the weekly and you definitely don't see it in the monthly chart. Now, you got to remember, too, in just the opposite direction, the shorter the time frame, the less reliable. And you can go all the way down to the individual ticks. And I can tell you, if you start looking at the tick chart, there's nothing reliable about that at all. I don't even know what I'm looking at when I look at that chart. One minute is entirely unreliable. The candles are entirely unreliable on that one minute chart. Unless you're just scalping. If you're just trying to get you know in and out really quick, that's one thing. I'm not a scalper. This really isn't even a scalping podcast. So think about this. A breakout on a one minute chart. Is it going to carry as much weight as a breakout on a five minute chart? No. A five minute chart will carry much more weight than a one minute chart will. And likewise, when you go to like a 30 minute chart, that's going to carry more weight than a five minute. Hourly will carry more than a 30 minute chart. Then you get to the daily, that's going to trump all of the intraday charts, right? And in the same sense, the, the the weekly is going to have a little bit more of an impact on a breakout that's been consolidating for five or six weeks than what you're going to see on the daily chart. So there's also like some strategies that go along these lines that are called like the triple time frame setups where you want them setting up on both like the hourly chart, the daily and the weekly chart. I don't necessarily think that it's necessary to hit it on all three of them because I think sometimes there may be a breakout set up there, but you might not necessarily see it as strongly in the weekly chart as you will see it on the 30 minute or the daily chart. And even though the weekly carries more weight, it's not necessarily required in order to make a trade on the daily because the daily, you can get in and out on under five days for a 10% profit and you don't even have a full week's worth of candles yet. I hope I'm not confusing you guys on all this stuff. So and I talk about this on all the podcasts. I have swingtradingthestockmarket.com. It's the Patreon account that goes along with this podcast here. So check that out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com. But the main time frame that I use on that is the daily. When I go through all the FANG stocks, I use the daily chart. When I go through the trade setups, almost every one of them is based off of a daily chart. And when I create my watch list, it's going to be based off of a daily chart too. Now, the ones where I tend to, to look at different time frames on is with the indices. I like to kind of see what what kind of trends might be developing under the surface that could impact other time frames? So because there's such a, a long-term range that you can look at with like a monthly chart on the S&P 500, it does help to look at the monthly chart of the S&P 500 because you can go back a very, very long time, years and years and years into the past. 
And the same thing with the weekly chart. It can very much help. It helps put in perspective certain movements as well, like the tech bubble. You don't need to see necessarily every daily candle to understand what the tech bubble did. But if you look at it from a weekly perspective, you can get a much better understanding of uh, just how assertive the market was during that time. So yeah, on, on, on swing trading the stock market, I pretty much use all daily charts for the most part with the exception of when it starts getting into the stock market indices. And even then, I still rely predominantly on the daily charts. And I've, I've kind of touched on this already, but when it comes to different strategies, what's the best charts to look at? I would say for like long-term investing, again, it's going to follow along the lines of the weekly and the monthly. For the swing trader, it's going to be more of the, the daily chart, right? Maybe you'll dive into the hourly chart a little bit, but predominantly, you're looking at using the daily chart for your swing trades and obviously for day trading. It's all during the day. You're opening up during the day and you're closing before the close. And so you're going to be more dependent on those intraday charts. But you want to still remember that it's not exclusive to those types of trading. It doesn't mean with swing trading that you can't take a look at the weekly chart. Because the more time frames that do align with your trading, the better. All I'm just trying to say is, is that it's not necessarily essential that they all line up. Now I say that, but then again, you don't want the weekly chart to look like it's in this kind of like complete free-for-all and you've got this little two-day bounce pattern setting up on the daily chart. No, th that might be a little bit out of bounds. Let, let the weekly maybe settle in a little bit, a couple of weeks or so before you start getting interested in a trade setup on the daily. But as long as the weekly isn't canceling you out, it's okay if the weekly doesn't necessarily show a breakout opportunity as well in the weekly when the daily is showing an incredible trading opportunity. So there's going to be some overlap. There's going to be some overlap and, and that's going to be fine. So for me, I default and this should be obvious because I'm a swing trader. I don't dive too much into the day trades, but I am a swing trader by and large. And I'm going to default to the daily. All my daily trade setups, when I'm going through like 500 to 1,000 charts a day, I'm usually just looking at the daily chart. If the daily chart isn't setting up, peace out. I'm not looking at it. But what's exciting to me is when I look at the daily chart and I flip over to the weekly and it sets up even better. So hopefully with this podcast so far, I'm not going in circles here. I, when, when I'm talking this out, I kind of feel like I might be going around in circles a little bit. It's like, wait, he says he likes the weekly chart, but then he says he doesn't like the weekly chart. And I'm not trying to convey that. All I'm just trying to say is as a daily trader, you have your go-to time frame. That's going to be the daily chart, right? But it's like kind of like that expression. It's like I can either confirm or deny when, when you ask somebody in government, you can be like, oh, did you know, FBI kill JFK. And you can be like, I can either confirm or deny that, you know, it's, it's kind of like that where you don't need the weekly to confirm and you don't need it to deny the trade setup. And again, there's, there's extremes for it. Like in terms of the denial, if the weekly is just looking like an absolute bloodbath, okay, maybe, maybe just go on to another chart. There's always another trade out there, but in general, as long as that's not happening, you don't need it to confirm or deny the trade. But man, if you get a good daily trade set up and the weekly shows the same thing, that's just like a cherry on top. That's good stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, what about stops? Because think about how many times that you get into a trade setup, right? And you get that really good trade setup, 
let's say you get in at like a hundred dollars a share and all of a sudden this thing's trading at like 123 days later you're like holy cow this is good but really it looks like on the daily chart because it just broke out a couple of days ago the nearest level of support is like 95 dollars, and you're thinking to yourself do i really want to be putting a stop loss below 95 dollars when this thing's sitting at 120 no no you definitely don't want to do that you want to make sure you're protecting profits but when you look at the daily chart you can't find anything there so what do you do well you can drill down further in some, into some of these charts. Sometimes when you look at like the five minute chart or the 30 minute chart, you could start seeing these gaps where you can see, man, if price starts to falter and it drops down into this gap, I want nothing to do with that because it's going to result in a likely gap fill. Now, a gap fill is basically where the previous day of trading, it closes at $100. And I'm just giving you like an arbitrary number here. But let's say previous day of trading, a stock closes at $100 and the next day it opens up at $110. Well, there's like a $10 gap where there wasn't really any regular hour trading in, in that area. Now, charts like to typically fill those gaps. So when you start seeing a stock start to fill that gap, you don't really want any part of it. So that can show you a good reason to put a stop loss below it if there's like a huge gap. And you can see it most clearly, not only on the daily chart, but even more so on like a five minute or a 30 minute chart. Man, guys, this Woodford Reserve Double Oak, not to get off course here, it is freaking good. I really like it. That caramel taste, really good. Because oftentimes, especially if I can't get an intraday to provide any guidance on where to put a stop loss, sometimes I'll use on the daily chart the simple moving averages, like a five-day moving average. If a stock's getting parabolic, I'll be like, hey, if it breaks below the five-day moving average and closes below it, I'll get out. But sometimes even then, that doesn't really provide a lot of clear direction. So what I'll often go to, like I said, is the intraday charts. And we talked about the gap, fill, but oftentimes you can spot trend lines on those 30-minute and hourly charts to where you know, okay, if that trend breaks, that might be a good reason to get out of the stock there. Again, you're looking for the ability to protect your profits on a trade. So if you can't find it on a daily, you got to drill down into the intraday charts. If you can't find it on the daily, a good chance you won't find it on the weekly or the monthly because those bars are so much bigger and they, and they cover so much more price action. Now, I'll always say this. When it comes to intraday stop loss placement versus daily stop loss placement, your daily is always going to be stronger. It's always going to be stronger. Intradays can help, and it can help identify places to put your stop loss when the daily is not providing it. But if you can find it on the daily, always way better. So going forward, swing trading, the daily chart, long-term investing, that's going to be more of your like weekly charts. It doesn't mean as a long-term investor you can't, like I said, there's overlap. It doesn't mean that you can't go into other time frames. I do it all the time. But those weekly charts for long-term investing can be gold. Swing trading, it should be primarily off of the daily chart. And then, of course, your day trading, it has to be off of intradays for the most part. Doesn't mean that you don't reference the daily chart, and you should, but in terms of entries, you're going to be going off of those intraday charts. And if it's not really confirming on the intraday chart, why in the world would you buy it on the daily chart, right? So that's going to do it for today. If you guys have any questions, make sure to email me, ryan at sharepointer.com. also want to take a moment, too, to thank you guys for being so dedicated to this podcast. I can't tell you how much that means to me. You guys have given me so many good reviews. And let me tell you, those reviews mean the world to me. They really do. They they give me so much motivation for going forward. If you haven't done it yet, I highly encourage you to do it. But you guys rock, man. You guys have really uh, made dreams come true for me on this podcast. This is something I started about three years ago. And I was going to be excited if I had 10 people listen to me on this podcast. And for the month of January, there was 83,000 of you that did. And uh, I just, I can't even begin to put into words how much that means. Um, you guys have been sensational. The feedback that you guys have provided me has been such an encouragement, not just to my trading, not just to this podcast, but just to life in general. It really has. You guys, 
you guys do mean a lot and I can't express to you guys enough what you guys have meant to me over the years. So thank you for that. Thank you for making 2020 so successful, for making 2021 off to such a good start. And it's the number 31 podcast as of this recording in the investing category. So that's pretty cool. I don't even know what to think about that yet. I'll have to sleep on it. So thank you guys. Again, if you have any questions, Ryan at SharePointer.com. God bless each and every one of you. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer trading block where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePointer.com slash trading block. That's www.SharePointer.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePointer's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ryan at SharePointer.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. 